our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kilda Sim, how are you? I have been so good. I've missed you. We haven't recorded for a while. I know. Before we pressed record I was like okay I need to remember how to podcast well the thing with podcasting is you're just talking so you just had to remember how to talk mm, yeah and considering I'm such a chatty Kathy that should be fine a chatty Kathy <laughs> where is that I don't think that's a thing it is a thing but I also I don't really much like it so I don't know why I said it that's okay <laughs> to all the Kathys in the audience we're sorry I'm kidding Chatty Kathy. That's like a nosy Parker. Oh yeah. I, I love a little a lot of bit of chit chat actually. So yeah. I think we both do, and that's why we're here. That's, <laughs> that's why we're here for your entertainment. And today, Maya, what are we talking about? So we are talking about time management, how to manage your time from a seven-figure business owner. And this cope up of this subject is very important to me because I would say I'm kind of like the most organized, unorganized person you'll meet. Yes. Oh my God, you are. Yeah. Like I literally have so many things together. Like I have it all together, but I also don't. And I know it doesn't make sense, but I get everything done, but it's a little bit chaotic. This is my understanding because I am the exact same. Like we are not organized people, but we have grit. Yes. And we will continue to retry every single day. Keep doing over and over again until it gets done. And I'm also like stubborn. So I'm like, I will get it done. Not in like my Tanya Julian, he's really like, okay, like quite systematic and we'll just kind of chip away at things. I'm doing this, like five different things all at the same time, but it like works in my head. It works out. Like if someone looked at us from the outside, they would see business owner. They would see someone that is, in your case, studying full-time, has a full-time job, has a part-time job, is planning a wedding, mm-hmm. is a homeowner. Like you come to your house, it's clean, it's organized. I see no mess. Like I open your – this is how I know someone has got their stuff together. When you open that like drawer in their kitchen and it's got all their teas laid out like nicely, <laughs> like a hotel 
tea tray. Thank you. Yes. I come over, there's like five different types of teas. There wasn't coffee for a while, but you fix that. There's coffee now. Yeah, you're just missing a matcha. I literally, I've, I've jumped on the matcha train. Have you? Yeah. Anyway, that is why this episode, I'm so interested to hear about all of your tips and tricks, Sim, because I could definitely use with some time management help. Let's start off at the beginning. How did you manage your time before you made seven figures and how has it changed? When I started, I would say that I was not good at managing time. And I was really, and I probably am still on a journey. I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, my time always managed. My time (laughs) never wasted. Like my time, (laughs) she has like five gold stars. My time is not like that. She is Mm -hmm. better. She's walking. She's not like Mm -hmm. slugging across the floor. But when I first started Girls at Invest, I obviously had a full-time job and I had flatmates I lived in a house with three other amazing people but that also meant I had you know like I I like to call them like flatmate responsibilities like you can't just be like oh I'm gonna leave this mess you're like no there are other people in this house that Mm -hmm. I share this house Mm -hmm. with I need to clean when cleaning duties are due if it is my day on the Saturday to clean the bathroom I can't be like I'll do it next week in the way that I can do now you know having my own place so there was more structure my time had a lot more structure in terms of like my nine to five job was extremely nine to five. But one of the benefits that I had in that job is I couldn't take my work home because I was an optometrist. Mm. There was no computer paperwork to do. If I had any referrals to send to like the hospital, I would usually do them at work. So by the time I got home, it was done. I had a belief that I don't hold anymore, but that belief was, oh, if I want this to succeed, I have to drain myself and I have to end every day feeling exhausted and I need to be up till 1am and if I'm not doing that then how on earth is my company going to succeed so I had a really Mm. toxic view of time like I used to wear lack of sleep like a badge of honor wow I see that do you yeah (laughs) I see that as being your friend during that time I see that (laughs) like I remember coming into work and I was just sitting at my desk and one of my colleagues, she like came up to me. Maya was one of my colleagues during this time, but another Mm -hmm. colleague came up to me. I think she was one of the receptionists and she was like, I always share this story because it just makes me laugh. She like pulled out one of my white hairs and she was like, this is from working full time. She pulled out another white hair. She was like, this is from (laughs) renovating your house full time by yourself because I was renovating my kitchen. Like I was tiling, I was cutting. The kitchen. (laughs) I like, I would come home. There was no kitchen because I was working on the kitchen. And then she was like, and this white hair is from trying to grow your podcast. I mean, yeah. There was no time management. Yeah. I really like that you acknowledge that because especially in this hustle culture, we often are kind of fed all of the like bunny ears, all of the positive benefits of it. Like, you know, you actually progress so quickly within your career and you've achieved all of these wonderful milestones and all of that kind of stuff. But it's often not shared that people will, admit like actually my mindset towards time management was toxic it was unsustainable and it's not healthy I do not recommend absolutely not and like because of the all the time I was putting into growing GTI I wasn't putting that time and energy into any other area of my life like I looked back at those 
at time, I can't remember why it came up in conversation, but someone asked me when was the largest I've ever been weight wise. And I was like, oh, what a weird question. But now I want to know. It was during the growth of GTI. Like I remember Sonia and I went away for our first GTI photo shoot for, it was like August 2021. And I looked at those photos and I was like, oh my God, that was the largest I'd ever been because I was just not taking care of anything. And it had to take a lot of work to unlearn the idea that you don't have to work yourself to the ground to have a successful company. That is what I did to start, but you can't continue it that way. Mm. And so how did you unlearn that belief system? How did I unlearn that belief system? There was two really monumental moments in my career that really helped. One was an Instagram story. And I feel like a lot of my monumental moments come from that. But I was watching this Instagram story by a, she's a property developer, I guess you could call her that. She is, um, I don't, I actually haven't seen her stuff in a while. I wonder where she's gone. She was like, is a mother of three, had a husband and had managed all these properties and had grown her portfolio. And she had said that what really helped her is she used to work in consulting, like, you know, the big four. And one of her partners had said to her, oh my God, you're so amazing. Like, how do you have like all these things going on in your life and yet you still go to the gym every day at 5 a.m. Like how do you fit it all in? And she just said to him quite bluntly, and this was her Instagram story that she was sharing. She was like, I'd said to him quite bluntly, you just make time for things that you care about. She was like, at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, that's it. Like you just don't care about going to the gym enough and that's okay, but you don't care about it and you're not prioritizing it. And there's other things that you are caring about. I know that this is You always have to caveat it or say that there is nuance in that. For some people, they cannot, no matter what, for other reasons, whether it's disabilities, whether it's mental health concerns, they don't have the same 24 hours. We definitely don't. We are not all on the same playing field. But she was speaking on her experience. And for her, not going to the gym at 5 a.m. was a choice. And I was like, I needed to hear that. That was a wake-up call for me. Like, I'm not going to the gym. I have to accept that that for me is a choice. I don't have a lot of things that are physically stopping me from doing that or like mentally stopping me or I don't have a lot of responsibilities that are like, oh, I can't go to the gym because I'm, I don't know, getting five kids ready for school. Like I'm not going to the gym because I don't want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just placing, I guess, that responsibility on yourself to be like, okay, I have the power to choose to do these things. I now need to review what my priorities are and then just kind of manage my time accordingly. Yeah. So the first was more of like a bit of a harsh wake up call for me. It's not nice to hear. It's not what you want to be told. Like, oh, a lot of the things I'm not doing is due to my choices. And then the second thing that really changed, and this is so simple, I'm almost embarrassed to share it, but I realized I was like, okay, I'm really bad with my time, which means what I'm doing surprise, surprise, is not working. And I can't keep doing the same things and then being like, why am I not turning up to places on time? (laughs) Like, why am I missing things? I think so many of us do the same thing every week. We're like, okay, this month sucked. I was really bad at my timing with this month. Like this week was a horrible work week, but next week I'm going to try harder to time block or I'm going to try harder to keep up with my to-do list. And we don't often say, well, maybe this strategy of to-do lists 
it's just not the right strategy for me. Mm. And I see Maya nodding her head. And I know we've had this conversation in the past because <laughs> once Maya came up to me and she was like, how do you manage your time? I'm making these to-do lists and the to-dos don't get done. No, my to-dos don't get done. But I also didn't reflect on the fact that I put like 30 things down and it actually was not possible within my time frame to actually achieve all of them. What? Do you mean that you weren't going to that day have <laughs> like the strength of, I don't know, Hercules to like finish everything in eight hours? 30 things? No. To weed my garden, clean my car, do all of the administrative work that I need to do for myself and for work. Like, no, I just, I just don't. And so I really love that you've mentioned analyze if your process isn't working for you, try a new one because I have done that so many times before and I'm sure so many other people can relate as well as you kind of knuckle down harder and then kind of beat yourself up. You're like, okay, well, you're just not doing it right. Like you need to wake up earlier or you need to try harder or I don't know, because of these kind of systematic, typical ways that work for people, I've just found that I'm like, oh, okay, it's not working, then I must be the problem. Instead of stepping back and looking at the way that I'm doing things and thinking, I'm not the problem, I need to change my strategy. Yeah, like it just, it's so silly. We get so hard on ourselves. Like you'll be like, okay, this week, I'm going to make a beautiful calendar of how I'm going to structure my week. I'm going to time block, time block. I always hear about time blocking. Mm -hmm. And so that was what I used to try to do. I'd be like, okay, like let's time block. In the mornings, I'm going to do this. And in the afternoons, I'm going to do that. And there was no method to the madness. I was like, I just want to do my emails in the morning. And then I'll write in the evening or I'll make the content in the evening. This was like when I was writing my book. And it just didn't work that way. And then I would get mad at myself, which, by the way, surprisingly, getting mad at yourself doesn't make you a better person with your time. No. <laughs> you can't shame yourself. You can't shame someone else into being a better worker. Like if you employed someone and they did something badly, like yelling at them and calling them an idiot is not going to make them create that newsletter better or it's not going to make them you know send out a better presentation that's just going to make them feel crap so why would you do it to yourself no and so I had this like really negative system where I would overcommit very similar to you I would just like say I'm going to do all these things I'm going to record five podcast episodes and then I'm going to clean my house and then I'm going to like wash the dishes and then I'm also going to go to the gym and I'm going to mm -hmm. meal prep and it's a Sunday and then I'm going to get ready for work. Sorry, no, like it's laughable in hindsight, but I tried to do that every day and then I got sad that I wasn't achieving it. And so one of the ways that I've learned to manage that is to actually just be okay with accepting that I can't do it all. And that has been one of the best ways to manage my time. Like just it's okay that I might only do three things today and the like type A personalities and you and I, even though I think we're a bit of both, the like high achieving parts of us that are like, no, I have to do it all. We have to like sit down with her and say to her, you're not a failure if all you do is three things and we're just going to put three things on that to-do list and we're just going to tick them off and then we're going to have a break because you know what? If you try to do it the other way, that's not worked for you. And what's that quote? Like insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I might be bad with time, but I'm not insane. Wow. <laughs> You're just like speaking to myself, Sim. 
<laughs> and Julie and Maitani will be nodding along like, mm-hmm, see, I told you, I told you, you should take off 10 things from your list. <laughs> and another more like practical tip that I found really helpful mm-hmm. is I've just stopped trying to do to-do lists as my only. So what I used to do is if I had something to do, I have a notes like everyone's got the notes app on their phone. I have an iPhone. It's just the one that's built in. And I have a pinned notes app called S word to do. We can't swear on the podcast, like just all crap to do. And it's crap to do today, crap to do tomorrow and crap to delegate. And so that's been how I used to only manage myself and I'd be like, okay, today I need to send emails. I need to record a podcast. I need to work with this person on partnerships. I need to personally send off that package. I need to send out invites for my birthday. I need to go and buy a gift or so. Like that was just how my day would be structured and it didn't work for me. And then everything would get pushed onto crap to do tomorrow because I never got it done. (laughs) It just gets moved. (laughs) And then nothing would get moved to delegate because I used to like struggle with that. And I'm sure we can talk about that in another episode, like getting over the fear of delegation and allowing other people to come in and help. But what's really helped me is not just having things on my to-do list as a list, but instead moving them over as tasks on my Google calendar. So my Google calendar is color coordinated. It is color coordinated by different sections and I'll quickly just share them with you now. The first is yellow. Yellow means a work-based event that is people-facing. So a meeting, even, even if it's on Zoom, a recording, anything that takes energy, like social battery energy, because, and I'll tell you why in a second, it like helps me work out over the week, how many yellow things do I have? Is my entire diary yellow? That's not good for me. That's not going to work. Or if someone's like, hey, can I book a meeting with you? And I look at my diary and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of yellow at the start of the week. I'm going to get exhausted by the time I see them. If I do it at the start of the week, I'm going to tell them, hey, I'm free Friday. So I can spread out my social battery, even as an extrovert. And then I've got my purple, which is my task that I can do by myself anywhere. So I might have a day where it's only purple and I'm like, oh, okay, well that means I can go work from a cafe because I'm not needing to be with anyone, if that makes sense. Then I have light blue, which is like things that are good for my soul. So things like the gym or therapy. I see this week I've only had two. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So, how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone today. 
which has been gym and therapy, one after the other, by the way, which I thought was quite funny. (laughs) Bang them all out. (laughs) Get Get them all out. And then I have like a deep green, which is things that bring up my social battery, which is spending time with my friends. And Maya and I are hanging out tomorrow. We've got our work Christmas party at GTI, our little party of three. And that's exciting. Woohoo! Then we get to hang out after as well. And so having that color coordination has helped, but more specifically, those purple tasks that I mentioned, the admin ones, like I will block out reply to emails and I will only do emails in that moment. Or I will block out, like if I need to move something over, like let's say we're changing our company bank account and I have that as a task on my calendar, like move to X bank rather than as a to-do, because if it doesn't get done that day, then I can just take the task on my calendar and move it to the next day and it helps me manage my time better because I know that task is going to take me 30 minutes. It's going to help me be more realistic as to what I can achieve. And when you have like a nine to five schedule, you can look at things and go, I actually can't fit more in that day. I have to be more realistic. Mm. And that is so helpful to hear because, you know, giving allocated times first visually, love it, love the different colors. And then knowing how much time it takes you to do a task will also help you to determine Actually, how much time it is? What is it? Realistic. You just got to be realistic. Yeah. I've adapted this. I remember you telling me maybe like a year or two ago that you color coordinate your Google Calendar. And now I live by my Google Calendar and I do the same things. I have one for my marina for my wedding, one for holder for health, one for mahi for work and one for admin tasks. And it just makes things so much easier. It's a free resource. Highly recommend. I love that. I think it just goes to show like, I feel like I've become too dependent on it, but I just love my Google Calendar. Oh, same. Oh, I also have one for fun. Do you want to plan in fun? Yeah, well, so I can visually see, I'm like, okay, cool. I am having like spending time with friends or doing these activities just so visually I know. I don't even like rely on my on mentally remembering anymore I'm just like hang on let me check my google calendar first like I don't book anything without looking at my google calendar first I actually want to touch on that one of the things that I think has helped in growing a seven-figure business is I believe you only have so much brain power I believe you only have so much energy I didn't used to believe that I thought you could like hustle push I was the poster child for like hustle girl culture and I do apologize to anyone that knew me between like 1996 to 2022 yeah I'm so sorry but (laughs) it really helped me to understand that like I don't have all this energy and I want to do as much as I can to stop having to use my brain 24 7 so that when I do use my brain it's fresh the ideas are great like I can't come up with really big business ideas I can't you know look at the future of girls that invest for the next five, 10 years. If I'm bogged down with, oh my God, I also need to take out the rubbish on Sunday and I need to go and Nikki, my dog, she needs grooming. And like, when was the last time I groomed her? I can't remember. I need to call up the groomers and check and like book it in. If you can take all these menial things and get them out of your head and put them on a calendar, you don't have to think as much because the calendar will send you a notification and be, by the way, monthly reminder, 
go take your dog to get a groom or like, hey, weekly reminder, take the bins out. And then I do it. Yeah. And it releases so much of that mental, you know, a portion of that mental load. They're like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Just like get it out of your head. And then you never double book yourself because if people are like, hey, I'd love to like hang out with you or like let's do this or that, I can just quickly check my calendar on my phone and be like, okay, I'm not like the only times I've ever double booked myself is if I haven't checked my calendar and that's my fault. It's never like, oh, I can't remember. Do I have something on Wednesday? I feel like I do. Let me go home and check. It's like, yes or no. And I just think like a seven figure business mindset is freeing up your time, reducing your emotional load, your emotional labor so that you can do the big things. I just don't think you should be wasting your time on the little things because then you will tire out and then you can't think of the big things. And it's just like, I try to imagine my time as currency and I will ask Mm -hmm. myself, this has been like a new thing I've been doing. I ask myself, is this a $20 an hour task, a $100 an hour task or a $1,000 an hour task? And so sometimes I'll do something and I'm like, this task it's not beneath me. That's not the, I like, I don't want it to come across that way, but it is something that I shouldn't be spending all this time doing when I can outsource it. And I can, you know, yes, I could go to the grocery store and spend like, I spend ages at the grocery store. It takes me like an hour or two to like find everything. I get overwhelmed. I really struggle at it. I don't know why it's almost like embarrassing, but I'm like, why do that when I can pay $15 to get that delivered to me? And just have someone like a grocery person at Countdown, like pick out everything and deliver it to my house. And I just have to choose Mm. everything online. Convenience. Convenience. And so, Sim, would you say a large part of your mindset shift in terms of time management has been first about acknowledging that kind of toxic hustle mentality that you had and then also reducing your mental load by either outsourcing the tasks that you aren't, you know, necessarily good at or it just takes you way too long and it shouldn't and also relying on like resources like Google Calendar to book in and remember things for you so you just don't carry everything in your head. Absolutely. That has helped me so much. It's been like the tools out there, there's so many of them that are free that are really useful. I'll, I'll share two more just very quickly while, while I have you. One is called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. It is free. I do not know how it is free. I would be charging if I own Toggle. Like that is, it's such a good company and it's a little time tracker. And so you download it, it's on your laptop. And every day when I first started GTI, I would just track my time and be like, okay, I'm going to do emails now. There's a little like tab and it's like, what task are you doing? And I'll just be like emails and I'll click go. And then when I'm done, I will like, exit it. And at the end of the week or the end of the month, if you do it just for a month or just for a week, you can see where you spend most of your time. And it helps you realize, wait, I'm doing a lot of stuff that I don't need to be doing. Like, why am I spending four hours a day on emails? That is not why I signed up to have a business. Like that is like, get me out of here. And that might look like in changing systems in your company, or it might look like hiring or even just saying, do I need to do all of this? Like just there's so many things that you learn from tracking your time. It's kind of like taking a budget and looking at how much you spend. Take a look at where you spend your time 
this is obviously again for people that are going, oh my God, at the end of the day, I just feel like I don't get anything done or I feel like things are moving. It's not for people that are like, Sim, I have all these other responsibilities. I know where my time goes. Like I'm stressed because there's just too much to do. But that's really helped. Understanding the 80-20 rule has helped. And we did an earlier episode on that on Girls That Start Up where it's trying to find the few things that you can do that make a bigger impact and being okay with just doing less. It's You don't have to do it all. I used to try to do it all. But yeah, Toggle has been really helpful. I remember we had a colleague at GTI and we got her to do Toggle just for a month, just for her to time track. And then that helped us like help her to figure out, okay, well, where are you spending most of your time? Is that what makes you happy? Is that what makes you fulfilled at work? Okay, probably not in this way. In this way, well, let's change that. And you can't change what you can't measure. And I find that really helpful. Another thing that's really helped is the Pomodoro. It's P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O. I was never going to get that right. It's a concept and now an app and lots of different companies have them where it believes that we can only focus for 20 to 25 minutes. And then after that, our mind, Mm. our energy, it like drops off. And so this timer I have on my laptop, I don't always remember to do it because look, we're human. We're not perfect. But on the days that I have it in me, you click it and it lets you work for 20 minutes. And then the screen, your entire laptop screen goes like green and it says, Hey, take your 10 minute break. And then you click on it, you go on a break, you just walk, stretch. This is great for people that work from home. And then you come back and you work. And so you're doing these short sprints of like energy or short sprints Mm -hmm. of like using your brain. And so you're more effective because you're not tiring your brain out. And one of the things I had to overcome was I used to just push myself. If I was tired, I was like, just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's really effective and what's helped is having systems for myself where I'm not pushing myself and I'm just doing work efficiently rather than taking a long time and like again hustle culture. Mm, that's really helpful. I'm going to get that. I need that on my laptop. <laughs> there's free ones. There's websites. There's YouTube channels that have them. I used to use the one for studying. I I say that very loosely because I would get so distracted, but it is really useful. And I read a study saying that, yeah, we can only properly focus between like 23, 25 minutes and like 45, 47 minutes at a time. And like, it kind of doesn't really make sense that meetings are typically an hour or half an hour because they're outside of the time where your brain can concentrate efficiently. I'm like looking at our recording time. Oh, well, that makes sense because our podcast episodes, when we first started, used to aim to be 20 minutes or 40 minutes. I guess we just knew. I was like, I can't listen to a podcast longer than that. Oh, I do love long podcasts. How? Oh, either clean or I'm listening to it while I'm driving or I'm doing like admin tasks or, or things like that. It's like my form of entertainment instead of I've kind of gone off watching TV shows and stuff like that. She's in her audio era she's in her audio era yeah I remember we used to live together and you were once like cleaning and then I heard my voice and I was like this (laughs) is bad (laughs) this is when it started as well so like we were so fresh (laughs) I needed to learn some stuff man you couldn't have just asked me (laughs) 
No, because I think at that point I'd already asked maybe a few times and I'm like, let me just, let me just click on to her <laughs> about something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else that you've wanted to know around how I manage a seven-figure business and my time with it? I think that was good, Sim. You covered your mental shift and gave us some free resources. I love that. And they're actually simple as well. They're not as kind of intimidating when you think of time management. It's not like this, oh, I have a 20-page PDF Excel file that you can just follow along to. So it's kind of more so taking note of your mindset and adjusting in a way that suits you. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad it was helpful. I just want to say it is such a journey. It's taken me, I've been doing GTI for three years now, officially two years full time. So that's been very exciting. But I just want to say like being good with time is not something that we are born with, but having grit and resilience, I think that's a better skill. And over time, over time, you will be able to figure out what works for you. But if you keep trying, you'll get there eventually. Like Maya and I, for all our journeys and things that have worked and haven't worked, I think what we do well, if if I can say this on our behalf, is we don't give up. We just try a different way. We're like, okay, Mm. I used to be late to everything and I am so embarrassed by it. But I've just had to learn systems that have helped me to not do that because I don't want to give up on it. And that has been much better than, you know, wishing or trying to run myself into the ground, trying to get better with my time management because it's a journey. And also we didn't even touch on it, but like cultural context, like some of us just culturally aren't good at managing time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Actually, yeah, just quickly, Julian is Austrian and so they are really like time management for them is so, so important in like society and culturally. And that was like a huge adjustment for me being Māori as well. So but yeah, that's just another thing. Yeah. Oh my God. We could talk yeah. about it all day, but <laughs> thank you so much Maya for jumping on this episode with me to talk about time management. I hope if you're listening, you've been able to take away some learnings. You've been able to get a few resources. Everything I've mentioned is free. We love free stuff and they've worked for me over time. But at the end of the day, let me know if this gets used for you and if it's helpful. And if in a month's time, your time management is better, please send me an email or like DM us Mm. at Invest. I want to know. I really do. I'll see you next week, Maya. Kakite. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.